Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. All of the action. All the latest news from the pits and paddock. Informed comment and analysis. There is only one authority on endurance racing. And one place to listen. RadioLeMans.com. Ten Class A6 cars. We're yet to find out which ones will be in the pro class, which means you can go as fast as you like. And then there is an amateur class, which you have to run to a delta time. And it's about... um, allocate well you're, you're allocated a, a class but you have to kind of stipulate which one you want to be in i can tell you for now that the, the number two hp racing car will definitely be an a6 pro machine with people like bern schneider and uh, harry Procheck in in the car um there are uh, 10 gt3 cars though here and seven of those 10 cars are mercedes sls's really popular front engine machines well they look they do look fantastic i think this is very much their sort of track i mean with that hugely long run down uh, past the start finish straight or down the start finish straight to tarzan and again that sequence when they start flowing out of the back you've gone through the tight strictures of um, just behind the pits and paddock of the hugenholzbacht and then you've got that wonderful run out through hunterug schlottermacherbacht and then if you're really brave to hold it through schevlach and down the hill through the dunes you're way away from the um Paddock, it is a wonderful stretch of circuit. They just seem so tailor-made for it. But then again, round the fiddly bits, of course, the Ferrari, particularly if you've got Peter Cox at the wheel, will come into its own. It's a circuit of very, very much two halves, isn't it? There's a. It takes a little bit of time for the lap, really, to get going. And this is my first time here to Zanvor, and I was surprised you, as we walked in this morning. You went, oh, yeah, by the way, there's track there, literally feet to our left, and there's also some track there to our right as well. And the hairpin cuts right into the paddock doesn't it and there's just this little bit of a, a bottleneck to actually then get to the main paddock area once you come out of that hairpin from the driver's perspective that's when you can really unleash the, the right foot totally and also that uh, the very shape of the circuit apart from monaco i reckon the sandboard paddock immediately behind the pits is the smallest in, in world motor racing it's tiny and so a lot of the support vehicles have to be out further around the circuit they can't come through that fine little isthmus that takes you uh, to the, the nerve center if you will so it does get really spread out but as you say you get a different feel once you've accelerated away. And a lot of people think about Zambor, and they think about a fairly flat circuit, but there is a lot of up and down, and that really makes the flow for the drivers, and that's why they love it so much. Yeah, it's uh, a, a fantastic venue, not only as a racing circuit, but also the fact that we, we can more or less see out to the sea. It is within a stone's throw of the beach, and uh, the weather being a little bit better yesterday, we've got some cracking photographs. Hopefully it's going to improve a bit more later on today, but the race due to start at 4pm local time and run through till 7, so that won't be darkness, uh, but it will have a nice evening feel to the first part, the first quarter of this 2015 running of the race. Well, the first car's uh, starting to edge down towards uh, pit exit, number 69 BMW has just uh, wended its way down there, so... We're just looking through the latest uh, driver changes. There have been a fair few of those, but uh, we'll keep you on your toes. That was one of the Sorg Rensport cars. Of course, Sorg Rensport uh, cover, uh, you know, gets so involved in this series and um, always with BMWs. And uh, I don't know who's on board that. It's a choice of, uh, we've got three Russian drivers in that. Lev Friedman, Max Aronoff and Dmitry. We're going to have to practice these names, Johnny. Are we? Borgoyevlensky. Number 69. Yes, that's it's, the way of going. It's Dmitry Borgoyevlensky. Uh, yes, it's just we've got to concentrate. It's a good thing we have a break in this race, isn't it? So we can go go home and practice, practice a little more before tomorrow. So six cars out on the track. We've got a very good track map above us. And the first of them, number 205, one of the little um, Peugeots, is uh, making its way. It's over in Rob Schlottermacherbach. Actually, it's not. The 208 is leading its way. I know, 112. Gosh, we've almost got someone coming around to complete a lap. Of course, they've got out of the pit quickly. So um, Yeah, that's Luigi Stanko in the number 112 car working his way uh, over the line very very shortly and it's uh, one Renault of the Clio. many Clios yes and it's lighter grey colour that's a lot better from my perspective because I can now hear the broadcast loud and clear in my headphones I I it's a little disconcerting when you can't because you're not sure whether you're on air or not or ever will be well indeed and we're hoping uh, Nick, we can... Nick who we can see bless him down in the pit lane there he's desperately trying to get part of this broadcast but uh, we can hear him it's just that he can't hear us I prefer it the other way around, frankly. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he, he really has not got a clue. He's gently stroking his beard, oblivious to what we're talking about. 
still trying to get the microphone working. I just wonder whether you can hear him at home or whether it's just us that we can that can hear us in uh, hear him in. Well, I can hear Johnny, but uh, I can hear Nick. I mean, but yeah. he's just constantly saying can't hear either of us. No. We'll wave at him. He's right outside. Well, our... If you can hear Nick, that that is only a temporary fault, and we will make sure that communication is. Uh, I was going to say restored, but we haven't had it at all so far today. I think it's safe to say with this one-hour free practice ahead of qualifying. All the guys had running this morning. Yes, it became wet later on, but there's no huge rush. We've got just uh, seven cars out on track. Just below us, one of the two Porsche Lorient uh, mm. entries. <laughs> just the most incredible race livery ever. It looks like they <laughs> tipped every pot of paint. In fact, the roof is quite like the South African flag, but jiggled up a bit more. All yeah, those I can see sort of seven well, colours. lots of different flags involved in that roof. It is an art car and then some, isn't it, from Lorient Racing? Great to have them here in the 63 car. So that's one of the 997 Cup cars, is it? Yeah, it is. There are two of them here. Uh, two from Porsche Lorient, right beneath our... I notice uh, a certain fast food establishment does some of the sponsorship on that car. The wing end plates, rear wing end plates with the golden arches. And the Audi R8 from Simpson Motorsport working its way towards the end of the pit lane as well. There was some running here yesterday, I noticed, from our hotel window. Such a long way to travel back to our hotel over the road. Yes, right opposite uh, the circuit. And if you, if you go to the top floor, I, I, I was then able to see my first glimpses of Zanvor and what you talked about, the undulation. There is definitely a lot of gradient here because you can see little pockets of the circuit and then it would disappear behind the dunes again and you pick out two white cars that were running together. Where have they gone then? Oh, they pop up again a bit later on, further around. It's very scenic. Uh, but it's clearly very challenging as well. There's all sorts of different corners. Um, hairpin to kick off the lap, then that really tight hairpin in turn three, and the downhill braking area for a almost a chicane. It's a it's a sharp right, a 90 degree right, and then an arcing uh, turn 12, which sends the cars way out away from the paddock again, up towards turn 13 and 14. Yeah, turn 11, where, where you just go into that uh, very tight right you were talking. Yeah. That area has that suffers when you have very heavy rain. That's where a lot of water. Just in the braking zone. Come down the dry straight into a, a wet braking zone. Always fun. Right, now a, a lot of the field is going out. Uh, Jiri Pizarik, who was going so well here last year in the Scuderia Praha Ferrari, taking it to the, to the SLS uh, AMG Mercedes. Um, he's just gone out, so it's good to see. That did limited running this morning, but when you have someone like Peter Cox on board who knows this circuit forwards, backwards and sideways, um, you know, they don't need to go out. They were very quick last year, and I'm sure they'll be right there in the mix today. So still only one flying lap, as it were, and that was done by Luigi Stanko in his little Renault Clear in the 112 car. So 220.489, the only time to be set in this hour-long free practice session. The turnaround between free practice and qualifying, very quick indeed. In fact, we're only going to take a minute's pause between our broadcasts and then kick straight on with qualifying. And then, of course, race being, well, the first portion of the race being on the same day. So we haven't got time to uh, to relax and kick back and uh, really enjoy the surroundings. Rick Bruker's going through now in the 67 car, much, much quicker than the Renault Clio time, well below the, the two-minute mark with the 157.439. So four cars competitively out on track at the moment for this free practice session. Yeah, but worth pointing out that some 18 seconds slower. That's a stretching of the legs, not a sprint from Rick Broikers. That's the... Uh uh, Gianluca De Lorenzi racing entered car, one of the, the 67 Mercedes. I, don't, I think we've, at the very top, once we've got all the quick runners making their times, so we'll say if they're not in the Mercedes. I think it's rather rather simpler because of the enormous long bonnets on those, huge power, and um, you know they really are a car that seems so well suited here, and they seem pretty much bulletproof last year. 67, there's either a glitch on the screen or it's stopped on the run between Shavelak and Turn 8. No, it's got going again, so I suggest perhaps a little spin. It could be. Just seeing who was on board that episode. It's Rick Broikers. Was that the second time, though? That, that Let's find out what Nick's doing. How is it down there, Nick? <laughs> Hey, we can hear you, which is, you know, making strides from five minutes or so ago. Thumbs down, then the wiggle of the flat hand. What does that mean? Okay. Well, we labelled you we labelled you as an interference about 15 minutes or so ago, and that was just on the journey down. Why don't you walk up and down the pit lane, Nick, and we can find out where we're most um, best received. <laughs> Uh, 
Well, that's because we're hardwired in and you're a movable feast. Yes. Uh, Much better, actually. Less interfering now. Less, less fuzz and, and a bit more, I don't know, oomph. He's, he's left the circuit. Ah, yeah. now we have a new fastest time, only an improvement of uh, 1.4 seconds. Uh, Daniel Alleman, fastest. So Porsche. We haven't really talked about the Porsches, the 997 GT3Rs. That's from uh, HB Racing Team Herbert. And uh, so Daniel Alleman, top of the table. A huge number of um, Swiss, German and Dutch drivers here. And he is a Swiss, so Swiss flag at the top, ahead of Rick Breukers, a Dutch driver in second place in the Mercedes, number 67. Third is, well, a long way back, another 10 seconds back, is Vincent Rademacher. Obviously knows his stuff big time around here, but he's out in, in a Peugeot from Team Altran, one of their entries. So... Uh, yeah, very much Peugeot 208 to match the car number 208 and 205 is it the other is the other one little Peugeot car. 208 yeah in the diesel class A3T class we, 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 sorry they're not with turbos but not diesel engines that's right at some point we will explain all the classes to you but we have many in fact looking at the programme I should just tell you what they are petrol touring car classes we have six of those according to engine capacity yeah diesel cars up to three litres maximum two classes GT cars we have Porsche 996 cup cars then the higher class for 997 cup cars A6 AM as you said earlier and A6 Pro the expect the fastest times to come from them and then special cars special cars both petrol and diesel SP2 SP3 SP4 so that makes for a very long uh, podium at the end of all this tomorrow evening 29 cars out on track at the moment for this hour-long free practice session and Daniel Alleman as uh, Bruce mentions car 7 is quickest so far we should watch car 7 because the lone Porsche in the A6 division but they did win at the previous round for the 24-hour series in Mugello perhaps uh, against I was to say against all odds they weren't one of the favourites I think it's fair to say but they lucked in as far as one of the purple zones was, was concerned and managed to get their stop done before that and the car in second place at the time the Ram Racing Mercedes got caught up in the fuel area uh, and we were kind of in store for a really close race until the flag but that did uh, intervene and it meant that the seven car was out front and uncatchable as it turned out so seven could be again one of the favorites here this weekend well it certainly looks good just coming to the pits but you touched on something there again Johnny the fueling area if people are new to these um, preventic organized endurance races there is no refueling in the pits. You do it You at pit exit. You, here at Zandvoort, you turn hard right. You go into a refueling area, and if there's someone else on the pump, you've got to wait. So a lot of the teams have a mechanic stationed down there to check that all is clear, and then uh, they will call you into the pits. And Hopefully you're not in a flurry, but uh, as opposed to a normal one, you can lose an awful lot more time if the safety car comes out uh, when you're wanting to pit, or it just happens to be busy. So it is another factor, but... Uh, Anyhow, Daniel Alleman's had his day back in the pits. He's tumbled down to third place now. Kenneth Heyer is now fastest in the number nine Mercedes, which is uh, one of the ones from Hofer Racing. What Hofer Racing is doing, and he's immediately been dropped, they've got two cars, two SLS AMG Mercedes, and uh, they've got five drivers who are in each of the cars. They'll obviously swap them and change them through the course of the, uh, the racing today and tomorrow. So, Ram Racing looking very strong this morning. They're at the top of the timesheets and fastest again. But as you said, that new race livery clearly working wonders for the number 30. Mercedes Tom Onslow Cole at the moment. 1 minute 55.271 seconds. Bearing in mind, what's the time this morning? The best was a 1 minute 39.67. I think we could say um, track conditions, even though they seem fine here on the start-finish straight, must still be a little bit wet out at the back and with the flags blowing far more down the pit straight which runs parallel to the beach on the other side of the dunes I think we've got plenty more weather to come and we could be in for, for another one as a couple of gulls come past me at about 60 miles an hour with a tailwind behind them yeah no flapping of wings at all None needed. sailing on the on the breeze here at Zanville strong winds predicted certainly from this evening through to tomorrow lunchtime still hearing you Nick can you hear us Vaguely, I heard you saying hello, yeah. We didn't hear that, thankfully. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. He's doing a fabulous Norman Collier impression, isn't he? 
It's it's award winning. Yeah, I, I think Nick needs to go and talk, speak to one or two people just to make sure that uh, his microphone lasts the distance because it's not a, only an endurance race for cars and drivers, but also for commentators. There's only three of us doing 12 hours. I know it's across two days, but we'll get dinner in between tonight. One of the Hoffer Racing Mercedes working its way in, and as you say, five drivers allocated to the number nine, exactly the same five drivers allocated to the number ten. Uh, and what, how they worked it in Mugello was that one was a pro car and one was an am car. So you had to remember which one you were in. Because <laughs> you're in a pro car, you can go as fast as you like, but you did need to stick to a specified delta time in the other machine. I don't know what the delta time is here this week. No, I was hoping I'd think of it while you were just mentioning the words delta time, but we'll get back to that. What I mean by delta time is that you can't go any quicker than a specified time if you're in the amateur class, which means that it evens up your team effectively if you've got a really quick pro driver in your team he doesn't give you a firm advantage because you need to go as quick to a time that let's say for argument's sake it's two minutes so obviously a time bang on two minutes would be ideal and I was really impressed with in Dubai quite how how thinly they could slice that cake to a tenth of a second yeah. it was but what a strain what yes. a strain. If you're allowed off the leash as an AM if you just happen to be lucky enough to still be an AM driver, you can drive as fast as you want. That's far less of a concentration than just constantly watching that delta time. But yeah. you hope you have the right equipment on your, your oh, steering yeah, yeah. wheel to let you know just where you're dropping it. And in Dubai, for the 24-hour race, I think they had was it a dozen joker cards they could play where That's they right. could exceed it through it's the 10. race. Is it 10? And beyond that, you started getting time penalties. That could undo every little corner shaved and... Um, overtaking manoeuvre made uh, the times are now getting a lot faster Tom Onslow Cole still fastest for Ram Racing the number 30 Mercedes 1 minute 46.443 Frank Peller in the number 16 oh we have a bit of chassis variety because that's an Audi just went into second place that's the Simpson Motorsport Audi he's sharing with um, English drivers Peter Cook and Stephen Ritchie there they were second fastest but then Daniel Alleman in that number 7 Porsche has gone back top 1 minute 46.153 seconds 3 different makes of chassis at the top end 4 different because Jerry Pizzerick has just gone made it uh, Porsche, Mercedes, Ferrari and then Audi at the top of the timesheets yeah so great spread of manufacturers at the pointy end of the field car 43 we're still waiting to go back out again it has seen some action in this session car 43 Smacks me as being a GT4 car, but uh, let's just have a look further down the list because my list not always in numerical order. No, what's Three. happened with that one? It it's actually was entered in 997 class. It's now in SP3. It's the APO Sport Ferrari. Ah, okay. uh, Ferrari. Why am I looking at the numbers 997 and saying Ferrari? Let's call it a Porsche. It's green and it's been changed. So that's moved class, and this does sometimes happen uh, in this series. Yeah, easy to spot though if you are. Uh, here at Zandvoort or travelling to Zandvoort to witness the race in person bright green Porsche did we mention how many cars are going out to play 49 are going out but it might be 48 because one of them had a bit of a problem this morning one of the most identifiable cars went really well here last year it's the number 123 which is uh, HM Motorsports A2 class it's the Peugeot RC7 and we joked last year it looked like a John Deere should be sponsored by John Deere tractors green and bright yellow and the little Peugeot with that low roof line, the coupe, went so well, but went off quite heavily this morning. And with uh, qualifying starting actually really very soon indeed, mm. they're going to be working like crazy to get that back in uh, ship shape and ready to play. Fastest time now, 1 minute 45.105 seconds. So Daniel Anneman, the Swiss driver, doing a really fantastic job in the number 7 Porsche. So HB Racing Team, Herbeth, top of the time chart. But for now, that's all. One or two cars in the pit lane as well, obviously working to a programme through this hour-long session. This pre this uh, session as such is part of the race meeting, whereas earlier on today there was a standalone private test. And remember, at Dubai, one team ran an entirely different car and different tyres as well. Uh, so it was a, an utterly open session, but this time all on the Hankook rubber sponsor title sponsor for the 24-hour series and this is round three of the 2015 24-hour series the 12 hours of Zandvoort after that opening round in Dubai which was a 24-hour race in January and the 12 hours of Mugello in March so busy section of track now from turn 10 down to 11 something like 10 cars thundering their way down towards there yes free practice 
is not the be-all and end-all, but if you want to get a quick time in and just see exactly what your car can do, it is about finding space. And we have a great graphic here, Bruce, in front of us, which gives you a little dot for every car that's circulating at the moment. It is busy out there. Hugely busy. And I was just, it's quite funny, occasionally you see a car and it appears to have stopped on the track on the start-finish line, but they've actually entered the pits and then it suddenly gets shunted on the graphic into the pits. We only have yeah. three cars, possibly a fourth one just coming in in the pits at the moment. Very busy out on the circuit. But again, they lost track time this morning. Not many people went out for lots of laps when it was very wet. And uh, so they're now champing at the bit. They need this dry track time. And I must say, every time I come to one of these Graventic events, I get ever more impressed with the level of presentation of the cars. And, and again, it was fabulous at Dubai at the start of the year. You were at Mugello. I wasn't. But uh, here, certainly a step up from how the cars looked 12 months ago here in Zandvoort. Mind you, the difference then, the sun was shining. Today, we have no sun. We have just grey. And I think this is going to be the pattern for today, Friday, and for the nine-hour stretch tomorrow. Gray, with uh, whenever it looks like raining, we'll make sure Nick's in the pits. And uh, no, he's not very happy on the pit wall. Yes, he is really. He loves it down there. Nick, can we hear you now? Can you hear us? No, we can hear. We can't hear him. He can hear us. Just how we like it. Car seven comes down pit road. So fastest so far in this session. It was Daniel Allemans' time at 145.105, which is a lot more respectable. So that puts him quicker than Tom Onslow Cole in the Ram Racing Mercedes by 1.14 seconds. But the Herberth Motorsport Porsche has just come into pit road. That's a German-run team, HB Racing Team Herberth, with one Swiss driver, one from Austria, and a couple of Germans as well, Ralph no, Bone and... No, Ralph Bone is just is not on the entry now. He's just been... Um, so there are three drivers. Three drivers. One of each then, a, a Swiss, an Austrian, and a German. We had uh, two Renaults, I remember, at Mugello, Alfred and Ralph. But Ralph not here this weekend, and nor is Ralph Bone. Yeah, I think it's, it's very much a feature of this championship. So many people want to take part. They can't all necessarily do no, all of the rounds. Indeed. So there is a lot of chopping and changing between events. But I think one of the beauties is most of the cars, if they have four drivers in three of them would have been at this event last year they've spread the news and uh, more are coming back but some of the driver lineups have stayed the same right beneath us the only ferrari at the front end of the race is scuderia praha 458 italia just waiting for its space to pull out but like last year it's got uh jiri pisarik who's just about to take over from uh, yaramir yirik or is it the other way around sorry yaramir yirik has just taken it over two uh, drivers uh, from the czech republic and of course peter cox is their teammate and they were so strong 12 months ago, but involved in uh, quite a big accident uh, through Shevlak. And so the, their race was scuppered, but uh, back for more, and the car's looking fantastic this morning. In terms of the class uh, order, it is an A6 machine quickest then on a 145.105. The fastest 997 car, they're all Porsche 911 machines in the cup class, but they can be the 991 or the 997 iteration. Not sure whether there are any 996s here in the cup. Well, division. they're listed as a possible class, but I yeah. haven't, haven't seen any. But that time is just third fastest. Xavier Masson. Xavier Masson, yeah. Come into that car sharing with two Americans, Charles Putman and uh, Charles Espinal. But that car deserves a prize just for its appearance. It's it's a fantastic. It's a white 997 with the stars spangled banner spread from the nose over the roof down to the tail but on the flanks ahead of the rear wheels you've got another another American flag down the side but it fades into black and it makes the car look as it's, it's sort of narrowed in front of the wheels it looks like it's got a waist it's really fantastic but clearly uh, Marston being a Dutch driver knows Zambo really well third fastest in that so that's a really strong time and he's only a fraction of a second off the Ram Racing Mercedes so very close to second still out front though the uh, Herbert Porsche, number seven, with Daniel Alleman setting all the early running. One minute, 45.105. We have a yellow flag at turn 12. If you want to know where that is, you go down the back straight to Hans Ernst and then it's a very t it's a tight right into the left, and that's a place that, uh, particularly after rain, is famously very greasy over the kerbs. You do sort of need to use them, but uh, just riding a look at another screen, there's someone turning into the corner before through turn 11. Where is... No, we're there isn't a car there because there's no one stopped on our little... Uh, no, it's moved on. A yellow flag screen. withdrawn. Okay. Oh, they've gone back in, have they? I wonder whether it might be some debris uh, in the middle of the track. But, uh, yeah, as you say, back to green flag running through there now. The 150 GC automobile car rumbles its way by. Looks very much like a BMW, but in fact, uh, if you scratch beneath the surface, it's a tubeless space frame 
chassis car, like a silhouette, if you like. And we have a couple of Mark V8 cars here this weekend from Australia. I'm used to saying they're Mark Focus cars, but actually part of the Mark Cars organisation, there is a Focus-shaped V8. There's also a Mazda 3-shaped V8, which is new for us. Uh, Jake Camillary, Keith Kalsuki and Peter Leemhuis. Leemhuis, who are running that uh, Mazda 3 car. Looks great. It does look really good. You know, we've got used to the... Uh the Focus V8, but uh, just saw that it's pretty much unliveried. It's it's just a white white bodywork with a few, a few a few stickers on. But I'm sure through the course of this season we will see that decked up. It looked good, sounds fantastic, as it should. Great big thumping V8 in there. Among the mix of cars, haven't talked about any of the Ginettas. Just seen Tony Hughes flash past. Of course, they support this series very strongly, and he's sharing uh, his G50 in the G in the SP3 class with uh, Ross Warburton and. Ollie Jackson, where is he overall? He's 17th place, but we've had time set by... Well, our front timing screen goes to 30, 34 places, and uh, we have 49 cars out and about, but possibly 48. We haven't yet seen that uh, little Peugeot uh, from HM Motorsport that was crashed this morning. That is still in the garage being worked on. In fact, maybe Nick could wander down or up, according to see car number 123. I think it, last year it was down towards pit exit, so we'll send Nick that way. I know it's up the other end, really. <laughs> yeah, point one way, no full well, it's in the other direction. But he'll never find out because he can't hear us. It's fine. Christian Frankenhoot now goes quickest in the number 10 Hoffa Racing Mercedes, 141.189. The track is getting much, much quicker, you said. That's almost four seconds faster than Daniel Allemann's time. So that's a good effort from the number 10 car. Looking like a pro machine, although I'm not sure whether you have to adhere to the Delta time during free practice if indeed either the 9 or the 10 cars are uh, assigned, designated as the A6 amateur division. We will find out. There's nothing on our sheets right now, but you nominate yourself in either the AM or the Pro division at some point through the weekend. And seeing as uh, yellow flags are back, this time at turn 11 rather than 12. OK, that's the corner before. That's the tight right. Again, not no cars down there such so if the incident has you know, they've gone back in again so we're okay I the think they're just drying the flags out from the rain yeah, this maybe. morning possibly maybe so so the ramp racing Mercedes works its way through that area it is pursuing car 126 one of the many Clios here this weekend certainly good old speed down this start and finish straight it's not quite as long perhaps as I had remembered from playing it on a computer game in the past. Yeah, and had you played on the original iteration, it was a whole lot longer. Until well, it's funny at this stage in the session, you can still see cars going past that you haven't seen before. Just seen oh a, yeah, a black. Ah, that's the APO Sport um, Porsche that we said is wonderful in green. It's not it's green. Just, it's all black now. It's oh Matt, Matt dear. Black. Oh, okay. that's going to throw us all race, isn't it? I'm going to have to make a little note in my program there. I was going to say that the, the straight is not quite as long as I was expecting, but it's still very quick because we're stood here well, well be before the braking zone for turn one, which is Tarzan. Tarzan, absolutely. Yes. I know that from having commentated at Rockingham a number of times, and the ah. in there is named after the one here. Um, in fact, it's a, a very collection of corners at Rockingham, isn't it? You've got a Piff Path there from Spa and a Tarzan from Zandvoort. Um, but it's, yeah. The speed that the GT3 cars are whipping past us here between the dunes and our commentary box is something to grab your attention, certainly. And it's also emphasised when they're overtaking cars from the, the sort of junior classes in this. Yes, the if, speed if differential. Will. So, in fact, let's compare the, the lap time. 1 minute 41.189 set by the, the Hofer Racing uh, Mercedes is top of the charts. 20th position, just for sake of argument, is Tony Hughes. He is 15 seconds down. And if you go to the cars at tail end at the moment... They're more than 20 seconds adrift. So uh, through the course of a 12-hour race, some judicious use of um, mirrors will be required. And in fact, I must say, last year it was very good indeed, by and large. So just looking for any other changes on the screen. Yaramai Yurik has improved. He's still third overall in that uh, Scuderia Praha Ferrari, but he's now in the 1 minute 45. So he's uh, delivering strongly there for Ferrari. But it's still Mercedes... Ahead of Porsche, ahead of Ferrari, Mercedes and then Xavier Marsen in the 997 class car, fifth fastest. Very strong time for him in the number 20 Porsche. 
Still getting used to the many screens we have uh, at our beck and call in front of us as well. We can see the track, but as I say, it's mainly just the start and finish straight that we can see. But this camera matrix provides 20, 20 cameras yeah, around the circuit. And confusingly, of course, when you look up very quickly, they are in a sequence, but some are looking as the cars come towards the camera and some are away. So some corners yeah. you effectively see twice. Great view. Uh, on camera six for us, which is looking at them through Hugenhell's box. But last year we could see that ourselves out of the windows. We were sitting on top of the control tower, but the cabin from which the commentary box uh, has, has that's been the commentary box for decades has been removed. A new commentary position is being completed on the third floor of the control tower. Somewhat low. Now we've got Nick back to us, but right now we're above the pits where we can see Nick and we can hear Nick. Hello, Nick. the other end is it I knew that I didn't actually Nick I was so disappointed how windy is it down there Nick it, the flags aren't blowing so much So if you if you squint your eyes and look at it, how, if 100% is a perfect Peugeot RCZ, what sort of scale is it in terms of its body shape? About a 75 or? Oh, okay. Great news. Wow. In fact, I said at first that was one of it's the only RCZ, or at least I thought it. But there is no, another there is one because here, it trundled by Nick as he just moments ago. Graphic description from Denmark. Jacob Christ Jakob Christen, Jan Engelbrecht and Thomas Sorensen, the trio of Danish drivers entered by Team K Riser. That's white with a black roof. In fact, I'm not sure which I preferred. I really like the green and the yellow one, but look good actually, I must say. That's why Nick's standing on the pit wall, sensible boy. Yes, and I, I guess through the course of that we'll work out exactly which garages are next to which other and therefore how much tripping up there can be. There's a driver walking past you. Is that Tom Onslow Cole? Go and talk to him. Oh, what? Okay, so um, we've just, just realised that you can't actually hear Nick. I'm taking a pause to enable Nick Damon to speak to Tom Onslow Cole, but unfortunately, um, guys at home listening to RadioLamont.com can't hear it, so we'll try and get that addressed. Uh, meanwhile, Nick is continuing with an interview with Tom Onslow Cole from the number 30 Ram Racing car. He's using that uh, classic tactic of standing on Tom's foot so he can't get away. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, yeah, this is a great interview. It's just a shame that uh, most people can't hear it. But there we are. Uh, Christian Frankenhoek leads the way at the moment with a 140.572 in the number 10 Hofer Racing Mercedes. But look, it's not Zambort unless a very famous man, Allard Kalf, comes into the commentary box. He's big, he's orange, and he's looking good form. You're well. He's got a big smile yeah, on his face. Well. Immensely well, loving it. So you're commentating this weekend? No, I've got a weekend off. Allard has a weekend off. I knew there was a news story. There what a go. shock. But a legend way back when in Formula Ford in the UK in the, in the early 80s and then just on from there. So many things. Great to have you. We'll catch you in between sessions. Yeah. Allard. Great. Nice to see you, Allard. Uh, Nick is looking perplexed at us. But, Nick, the reason why we interjected was that people at home listening to RadioLamont.com aren't getting your microphone, unfortunately. So we paused for your interview Although we can hear you, you can hear us, people at home can't hear you. So we can't hear what you're saying to us right now, indeed. They're gonna, he's, Nick's going to go and talk to some other people and uh, find out exactly what the issue is. We're getting there, well, baby step by baby step. Baby step, so at least we don't have to apologise about his language and stuff like that. Indeed. Just joking, folk, he was it, on fine form. To be form. fair, on his, by his own standards, that was a very good interview. And I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just disappointed that we couldn't enjoy it fully. Christian Frankenhoot, as I say, out front by 2.6 seconds from Herbert Handloss. So there's been a change of driver there in the seven car. And has the seven improved? It has improved. Herbert he's he's, he's taken yeah. a second or so off, but it's 1 minute 40.572. So we're getting very close to the fastest time set this morning by Ram Racing in the number 30 Mercedes of a 1 minute 39.6. Uh, Nick's now trying to explain to the crew. Oh, yes, that was a good lap by Handos, 1 minute 43.237. So still a spread of times, but don't, people aren't going to throw new tyres at this one. A lot of them are still trying to make up the dry circuit running that they had this morning. And uh, track time is everything, particularly the fact it's not just uh, practice and qualifying today. Of course, we start the race at 4 o'clock local time, 3 o'clock uh, Greenwich, Greenwich time. Home of Tim Gray back in, back in Greenwich. So, let's see any other improvements at the top end. Peter Cox, he's now the Scuderia Praha put their third driver, the local local experts. Well, he's pretty much an expert in, everywhere after the two and a half decades of racing, nearly three decades of racing he's had. And in fact, probably is three decades now. So, Praha going very well, third fastest. And what can we expect from Peter Cox, then, at his home track? Because I, I know Peter from obviously an awful lot of GT racing, but I also remember him from... British Touring Car Championship days as well when he ran the Hot Records. Uh, but he will know this place very, well, very well, presumably. Indeed, I mean, back brought into the Scuderia Praha team for a bit of local knowledge and someone who can pedal Ferrari very quickly. Yeah, and, um, you know, he's, these years seems to jump from Ferrari to Lamborghini, mainly in the Lamborghini, but uh, of course he's now parted ways with writer engineering and uh, going about his own things. But he would have had a huge amount of track time here in Formula Ford in the. In the mid 80s and then very strong in Formula Opel Lotus 1988 and uh, then on to Formula 3 and, and, and beyond but uh, you know a really safe pair of not just a safe pair of hands a really good pair of hands around around um, here at Zandvoort certainly bringing along Jiri Pizarik and uh, Yarima Yurik as his teammates and getting good mileage so third fastest at the moment a, a recent improvement last time around by the car that's fourth fastest at the moment Ram Racing with Paul White now taking over. We're getting these drivers really cycling through on this dry track because they know, particularly the drivers in the in the top class cars, SP2, 997 class and the A6s, this session ends at 13.20. They're qualifying, which, for which they get half an hour, starts just 10 minutes later at 13.30. Uh, what are the other classes? Well, Javier Marson in the 20997 Cup division the MRS GT racing Porsche is quickest still sixth in the overall standings Xavier's car in the pit lane at the moment but has done a 146.476 further down we have the 52 Porsche also part of the 997 division second in class with a 150.252 other classes in the top 25 standings include sp3 which is that number 43 porsche which we are expecting to be green but is actually white for this meeting the apo sport entered car black sorry black not white black it's the um, master three which is all white isn't it from the mark division white with the black roof very helpfully it just drove past us at good great speed as we were talking <laughs> and it leads its class of 153.461 the time sp2 is the 92 master three from Mark Cars Australia and Liam 
Heiss is driving that at the moment with a time of 153.723. And what other classes do we have? Uh, oh, the Cup 1 division, which is for all the BMW uh, M Sport cars. And 73 leads the way on the free practice times. 157.49, for, uh, 157.149, which puts it 24th in the overall times. And that's with uh, Michael Schrey, German driver at the wheels, sharing with compatriot, compatriot Alexander Mies and, uh, of course, local heroine, Lisette Brahms, such a supporter of this series. So she'll be enjoying racing on home ground. Already seen her compete this year at Nagaro in the FIA Euro GT4 Cup. So getting good at track time and, of course, at Dubai. Now, not all the Mercedes are at the very top end. Just seen the number five entry come into the pit lane, and that's way down the charts in... Uh, just lost a position, 13th place overall. So uh, not the strongest of the lineups in that car, but uh, at the moment, Dirk Parkhoff has just brought that in, but uh, he needs to find what's their best time. One minute 52, he's 12 seconds off the ultimate pace, but I think a lot of people keep keeping their powder dry. Peter Cox not doing so, he's just improved into the one minute 43s now, still stays third for Scuderia Praha, but his first flying lap showing very good intent indeed. So. Uh, out front still is the hope of racing number 10 Mercedes but uh, the Ferrari getting a little bit closer with each lap busy part of the circuit again coming out of turn three with five or six cars thundering their way through the really quick stuff turns four five and six coming quick succession and then it's I suppose a dab of the brakes is it before turn seven maybe just ease off a little bit that's a tightish corner but it's also coming out of the okay. really fast areas. Yeah, a... There is a gravel trap on the outside there. Ooh, hot drinks arriving, that's good news. They have a, our order in place, ready for ready for the weekend. Hearing Nick again in my ears, I'm not sure whether... Have you made any advancements yet, Nick? You... Right, there's been some fiddling behind us, and we're wondering whether the fiddling has worked. Are we hearing Nick again from well, London? Well, the yes, fiddler's moved on. I think he's on the roof, Nick. We were on the roof last year. <laughs> just, yeah, to just to say, driving out here, there is not a comment you can make in the course of a seven-hour uh, journey in a car that will not send Nick into song and dance. So yeah. um, it's extraordinary. You have to really edit your comments very carefully. Our one-man travelling music musical show. Ah, much better time now in second place. Peter Cox, 1 minute 43 last time around. 1 minute 40.946 seconds. I said he was getting quicker, so Scuderia Praha Ferrari up into second place. Half a second or less. Just over a third of a second down on that. Number 10 Mercedes from Hofer Racing. So that means that the 30 car is down to fourth fastest now. Paul White currently at the wheel. Yellow flags being displayed at turn 12, I notice. And a message that says, please turn on your position display. I wonder if Nick could try talking again. Let's hello, hello, hello. We're just trying to see if it'll I'm work. I'm here. It's windy. It's cold. I haven't got a hot drink, but I am... Uh, it's quite nice though, because the cars are going past uh, both behind me and in front of me. And I think a lovely view, as you say, Bruce, of the 49 entrance, recognising some from... Uh, Dubai and Mugello and uh, some completely new machines here and you pointed out the interesting one uh, which I will go and see what I have released again is the, the new uh, silhouette body on the Mark car they have always said they can put anybody they like on that Mark machine we've been used to it being a Ford Focus the Australian Ford Focus which of course now a Mazda 3 version which we will uh, certainly when we have the cameras up in a, an hour or so time have a good look at and you'll be pleased to hear, Nick, that uh, everyone at home on RadioLamont.com heard every word of that. So I wish it had been better. <laughs> Welcome to our broadcast. I know you've been working really hard up until that point. Uh, but um, It's the wind, say, Johnny. It's the wind that's the problem. Is it? Yes. Well, as always with you. Yes. Um, what are you saying, Bruce? Sorry, are we hearing Nick in London? Uh, right, yeah, we're just checking, and I've just been given some instructions. So if Nick oh. would like to talk again... I, you know me, I love to talk at any point ever. That's enough, thank you. Right, um, in theory, <laughs> I've been given a little toggle to push up and down. We should be able to hear you in London now. Oh, toggle Great. me up, baby. You're toggled up, jump. Off you go. You haven't got a coffee, but you've got the chance to speak. So. Well, I've had a little, little uh, talk. I mean, people would, probably wouldn't have heard, therefore, my uh, description of our, our green and uh, yellow friend in the uh, Porsche. Uh, in the Porsche? That's, that's up his car, I mean. In the Peugeot RCZ that uh, had the interface with the barriers. They are currently... Uh, Repairing that with uh, great gusto with the uh, tie wraps and the uh, duct tape and the lump hammer. And that, I'm, I'm predicting that will be out for qualifying in about uh, ooh, only that half an hour's time. Uh, beyond that, the other information is that I almost got run over at the fuel station when you sent me down there earlier. 
Uh, but there are five pumps, four petrol and one diesel, which is the same number as there were for Majeure, but of course there are uh, 20 less cars, so we should not have quite the same issues we had with the queuing of cars during that time of fuel, fuel stop. Remember, the cars do not refuel in the pit lane, they all refuel at the pit out. It was pity in it, Majeure, so the cars will come in, they'll stop in front of us, do whatever they need to do, change driver, change tyres, or they'll run in the pit lane, turn sharp right, and do a little loop in one of these sport paddocks, I assume. They go, go around, stop, they come back on themselves and come out again uh, and lose about two minutes fueling normally. Um, beyond that, the, this, this is a very, very full pit lane, even though there's only 49, even though there's only 49 cars. Even though there are 49 cars, uh, Zamvor is a very, very short pit. It's uh, certainly, uh, it actually almost makes a brand's hatch look commodious, it's so short. Um, Base was on a, a, on a proper, proper Grand Prix circuit from the 50s and 60s, but... Uh, I'm sure that despite the fact that someone called Tilker is in one of the Mercedes, uh, Herman would not approve, Bruce. It's Carsten Tilker in the Mercedes. And um, worth pointing out, Nick, it was it was very wet this morning when we were trying to push you out of the commentary box into the rain. I was crying. But the track is now, would you say, completely dry, looking up and down the pit lane? That is the advantage, this really irritating wind. Um, I, am, I am currently getting uh, some sort of uh, frostbite chill blades, but it has dried what was a very wet track from driving rain for a good... 45 minutes during this morning it is now dry and I would say probably apart from a few little catch areas behind the curves which may still have puddles held in them the circuit is as good as dry however the circuit is also not warm not warm indeed so there's Nick our man dressed in five layers of clothing down in the pit lane we'll catch you again later Nick thanks a lot thank you top work young man 169 just trundling its way down the fast lane from the GT4 division effectively which is SP three or two I can never get those those ones the right way round uh, it's a Janetta GT4 that we're talking about G50 variety and GT uh, SP3 yes is uh, the class that it's entered in with its 3.7 litre six cylinder engine from Speedworks Motorsport Tony Hughes Ross Warburton and Ollie Jackson who I saw briefly in the paddock earlier on today uh, allocated to that car and they've done all the rounds I think so far of the 24 hour series Ah, the green and yellow Peugeot <laughs> with the duct tape that Nick was talking about. It being pushed onto the pit apron. That's car number 123. Green and yellow with the Danish flag on a little air vent up on the roof. Good job, gentlemen. They've even got the matching duct tape. We do rather like that. So I'm sure Nick will want to come in shortly, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait. Oh, here we go. I've kind of, I've kind of, because of the wind, um, as you can probably hear, it's blowing across the, uh, even with the windsock on, it's making this quite a, a noisy thing. I'm going to do the old turn off, turn on with the, uh, the microphone to avoid deafening you two guys the entire next uh, day and a half. But uh, yeah, that's impressive. I, I was quite pleased. I was worried for a second. I'd over-predicted it would get out in time for uh, qualifying, but they've, they've souped it up and they've already managed to literally knock it into shape and it, out it goes. So uh, good stuff on them. There's a, there's a few other cars having uh, looks at, but I can't see any other cars at the moment with a problem. And in fact, some cars have already parked up saying, no, no, you know, we've done what we can do at this point of the day and we, uh, we'll wait now for qualifying, which isn't far away. For example, the Corroys has won 60s in the, uh, the pits. The, uh, there's a couple of BMWs behind it who I can't see the numbers of are also parked up. And so uh, they, uh, they've now really kind of like practicing down. They've got enough track time they're coming up, so perhaps these last few laps they don't need, Bruce. Yeah, well, there, there are only about 13 minutes remaining in this session. I think there will be a large element of parking up. But that said, it was wet this morning, as we've just discussed. So a lot of people, if they haven't gone through their cycle of drivers, just their chance uh, to go and do so. This session ends at 13.20 uh, local time. And as we said, the first of the two qualifying sectors session starts at 13.30 for half an hour. 10-minute break and the second group of cars going out. And I think luckily uh, for the RCZ, green and yellow one from HM Motorsport that will be in the second one which will give them a little more time to match up their tape work and check that all is fine looking for changes up at the top of the timetable uh, timesheets it's still the Hofer Racing Mercedes in 1 minute 40.5 1 minute 40.9 for the Scuderia Praha Ferrari an improvement for Herbert Handloss 42.7 for the HB Racing Porsche yes. Ram Racing with Paul White 1 minute 44.775 that's gone well Slight improvement from them a few laps ago. Evo Broikers has just moved the GDL Racing Mercedes that set the very early pace up into fifth place. Yeah, I reckon Herbert Hanloss has shaved six tenths of a second off his time, so now two seconds slower than Christian Frankenhut. Puts him 1.6 off uh, Peter Cox's time of a 140.946. So it is Mercedes SLS from Ferrari 458 from Porsche. 
911, and then another Mercedes SLS. 67's a Mercedes, Evo Brukers. From the 20 car, Charles Espenlau. And that is the fastest 997 car, as we mentioned earlier on, Xavier Masson's tie for MRS GT Racing. So it puts a Porsche 997 Cup car sixth in the overall standings. Still plenty of cars out on track. There was a yellow flag displayed briefly at turn 10, but that's now been withdrawn. Blue flags being waved, I notice, through turns five and six. Some of the quicker stuff as they go out towards the back section of the circuit. Two abreast, in fact, on the return leg of that track. I noticed that we have a great screen here of 20 different views of, of the circuit. And what are we looking at? Uh, I don't know which of the 20 pictures. <laughs> picture eight. Through the through the eight window, that's the kind of cut through, isn't it? When they use the shorter circuit here. That's right. At Zandvoort, it's where it's where you it's at Hunsarug. So you've gone through Hugenholzbach, and which is the the hairpin behind that paddock, and then you can turn sharp right at Hunsarug, where our cars, of course, are just jinking to the right, flat out, yeah, and yeah. then through Schlottermacherbach, then over the rise into Schevlach. But uh, just earlier you said uh, turn ten, and I just looked to check what the name was. There are two turns on the track that are called turn ten and turn nine, but all the rest of them have names. So we'll try and fill you in on those. Uh, and just refresh your memories, because obviously one of the best things about circuits uh, like Zambort, they've been here for so long, they've got proper corner names. They haven't imported them from elsewhere. They've got their own, and they're holding on to them. And I really, really like that. Oh, new improved position. Number two Mercedes from HP Racing has just gone into the 1-minute 42s, and it's pushed the H... Oh, that's HP Racing has pushed the HP Racing Porsche back to fourth place. So Carsten Tilke... Nick was casting aspersions, but with the wrong Christian name, goes third fastest, 1 minute 42.442. I don't think we're going to see a time below 1 minute uh, 40 in this session. Doesn't matter, we're going to go qualifying, and then we'll see people out in earnest. But the good news is the wind continues to blow, the track continues to dry, and Nick continues to walk up and down the pit lane. So, order is restored to a certain extent we haven't seen Bert Schneider out in this session yet but I did expect the number two car to go a little better than where was it before in seventh position so it jumps up to third here's Nick again yes just saying it's, uh, it is very much now uh, people are winding themselves down and wheeling the cars back I have just seen the number seven car which, which is the uh, the Porsche that won the race in Mugello with one of the Ranauer brothers I think it's a one Ranauer brother here isn't it this week yeah uh, that's right uh, hopping yeah. in which makes it a lot easier where they just got Ranauer written on their uh, <laughs> their race suit you've never met before to go, which one are you? I now know which one it'll be. It's uh, Mark's accuracy of reporting always helps. Um, but there are, it's, it's interesting, it is very, very busy. I think it's, a, it's something we'll, uh, we'll get to see if you can watch the, uh, the live stream feed when the pictures come up in about uh, in a few minutes' time. This is a very, very busy place because it is so small. It's hard to, uh, I'm trying to think what, what track it's, Bruce is much better than me because he's obviously uh, much more experienced of old tracks and also the British tracks. But I'd say this is the this is a smaller pit lane than, for example, than the Thruxton, certainly, um, in length. Bruce, would you agree? And it's, it's, it's really quite tiny. It's, it's, a me it's immensely tiny, and you've got the very, very tight entry just before the control tower. I'd put it on a line with, um, I don't know, Eastern Creek in Australia. In fact, no, that's got a longer feed in. But Snetterton, that sort of level, we're not talking a big pit lane at all. Uh, and I've just seen Bernd Schneider, who's meandered out. I'll chat to him a bit later. But uh, he is uh, better prepared than me because he's got a beanie hat on. And about three layers and a coat. So uh, they obviously realised that the uh, the luck we had last year here in uh, in Zandvoort, where it was a lovely, lovely couple of days and really warm, uh, that was a fluke. Nonsense. I think we just picked badly this year. <laughs> On the doors of that number two Mercedes, got interesting uh, sponsorship advertising the uh, European Grand Prix in Baku in 2016. I know it's, I know it's ge geographically challenged for a start because I didn't think that Baku was in Europe. But uh, I, then again, I'm not uh, using Bernie Eccleston's map of the world, which appears to be different from the rest of us. Uh, due to the fact that he needs to keep half the races in Europe, so let's make up new parts of Europe. So later we're going next year we're going to Thailand, which is in Europe, and then uh, followed by a trip to Outer Mongolia in, in Europe. Ulan Bator, bring it on! Yes, it's so. Uh, yeah, they are. They have picked up sponsorship. I don't know how much people pay to sponsor your name with the Grand Prix. We all know is happening, but. Uh, it's also, uh, interesting, the next thing behind it is an advert for Vera Virtual Race, which I'm not sure where they get the irony. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Nick, I don't want you to run that down to turn one, but we have yellow flag. No, it's just been withdrawn at Tarzan. So I think we've had a few moments in this session, Johnny, but nothing serious. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Every time I look to see what the yellow flag's been caused by, it seems to have been cleared. So they're only fairly minor incidents. Obviously, had that big shunt for the 
green and yellow Peugeot RCZ earlier on, but the damage to that car doesn't seem to be quite as extreme as we had first feared. The number nine Hoffer Racing Mercedes has made some progress. That's now eighth quickest with Roland Eggerman at the wheel. And it's the sister car number 10, Christine Frankenhut, which continues to be quickest with its time of a 140.572. But uh, as we've mentioned, it's exactly the same driver lineup for the nine and the 10 cars. They're going to switch around all through the 12 hours. So therefore, whoever's put the number 10 car quickest, and that was Frankenhut's time, still has a chance, maybe doesn't have a chance now with six minutes of the session to go to make the nine car competitive. Um, in terms of the classes, yeah, still all listed as A6 cars with no divisions pro or am. At last, Johnny, we had a chance. Waved yellow flag at turn. Uh, you go through Chevrolet, you go down to Masters Bock, and someone has spun. And just as I found the right camera, they drove off again. <laughs> very, very inconvenient. But uh, still waving yellows there, so they might have just gone out of the camera shot. The cameras are locked into position this morning, and then obviously through the race, we will have them opened up to show more angles. But uh, it's a real case you spot the yellow flag message on the screen you quickly glance at the cameras and try and see what you can see but what we can see at the moment is though a few people are going fast near the top still it's Hofer Racing at number 10 that's top of the timesheet it's 1 minute 40.572 seconds just under 4 tenths slower is the Scuderia Praha Ferrari with Peter Cox at the wheel of that but it's in the pits in fact he's right beneath us he just climbed out you can see his white helmet with the red and blue stripes on the side the national colours oh, the aping the national flag and uh, another car I haven't really noticed that much in the pit lane has just come in from fifth place Evo Broikers kept on improving there up to fifth place in the GDL Racing Mercedes and number 67 into the pit lane so with uh, just under five minutes remaining no one south of one minute 40 points five seven two seconds I don't really think we're going to see anyone because almost all the top cars are in the pits so an improvement just now from uh, ah, the Audi in the pack up to seventh place and that's entered by Simpson Motorsport and that's Peter Cook has just improved there his lap time 1 minute 46.430 still claiming there was a waved yellow flag at turn 8 and my camera I can see the commentary position yes in fact as he was uh, the flag position still being waved that's the run down the hill from Chevrolet and then it's the Masters Bock is the right hander where you really need to brake but carry as much speed as you dare on the run that you can take down towards the next sequence of corners, the sort of long right-handers. So, so actually, from Master's Bock, it's a continual right-hander. It just tightens at turn nine and then eventually gets a little bit of straight. Then you turn left at turn ten and go on to what we probably refer to as the back straight, which is the run down to turn eleven, which is the uh, Hans Ernst Bock, that very tight right-hander. But apart from the main straight, there's precious little, Johnny, that's straight at Sandvoort. It's almost always on the turn. Yeah, absolutely. And you're always having to, you know, think what's coming next. There's no let-up. There's no long straight here for you to relax and make sure the car's running right. And check, check that you're in the right gear, as I probably would be doing. Uh, always thinking, always uh, tight, twisty sections and um, undulations we've talked about as well. well also, it's, being an old-school circuit, there's not a lot of runoff. No, if you do have a big incident, we talked about this two weeks ago for the European Le Mans Series race, people coming from tracks like Malaysia and Sepang where there is a wide open country if you do make a mistake. Imola very tightly boxed in and here, particularly for the first bit of the lap, because you're looping around the paddock effectively, you've got Armco left and right ready to suck you in. But one of the drivers who was at uh, Imola in the European Le Mans series was Pu Jin, the Chinese driver, and he was loving it. I caught him in the paddock. His eyes were quite wide, it must be said, but he said, I am enjoying it. But it's a big challenge to step up to a circuit. Again, like here, there's not really a straight at Imola. Everything's got a kink and a curve and a, and a crest and a drop. Yeah. And more of the same here. And I think it's fabulous. It produces brilliant racing. And uh, the thing that amazes me, I know it's not a race yet, but no one. We've had a wave flat, waved yellow down at uh, Tarzan, but no one's gone into that hugely inviting gravel trap. Last section, but I'm, I'm sure we won't get through the race without someone or, or many people going into there. But for now, everyone's behaving very well indeed. One or two driver changes of late, so chance for uh, other drivers to get running in the number 10 car. Kenneth Hyer now on board that having taken it over from Christian Frankenhut and there's also been a change in the number seven car with Alfred Renauer getting a chance to get some free practice laps under his belt still only got well only got two two minutes and 15 seconds of this hour-long session to go so we are running rather short of time and it's Kenneth Heyer well at least the number 10 car which is quickest with a 140.572 it was Frankenhut who set the time more yellow flags at turn one obvious why that is the case quite a slow car trundling its way out of pit lane though and not really getting up to 
anything like race speed. I wonder whether that was the number 20 car. Oh, no, it could be 67, actually. Tom Coronel at, at the wheel of the 67 car. No, he's OK. Circulating it at ah, this pace. OK, from a different camera angle, someone has had a spin at Turn 1 and they were just turning their car the right way around. They haven't come back into shot, and now they have, with just two minutes remaining, one and a half minutes remaining. Uh, well, I don't know they've really ruined anyone's lap too much, but uh, probably not achieving what they were hoping to achieve. But uh, when it's not a grey day, I live in hope, being an optimist, Johnny, that if it's brighter tomorrow, these this matrix of uh, camera angles will be able to spot cars on, on them rather better. But at the moment, everything's a sort of sea of grey ahead of us, and it's still very windy here at uh, Zandvoort, as it often can be. And quite frequently, the wind blows right the way down the uh, start-finish straight. So arriving at Tarzan, you do need to sort of amend your braking point for that very tight right-hander. Checkered flag goes out in just under a minute. And it's still Kenneth Hare in the Hofer Racing Mercedes. He's out on the track trying to set a, a few quick times. So just get some sighters in ahead of qualifying. Second fastest is Scuderia Praha Ferrari. HP Racing, number two Mercedes, is holding firm in third place. And then the HP Racing team, Porsche number seven, that set the early pace, sitting there in fourth. And I just caught a glimpse of a Peugeot RCZ from HM Motorsport. So the 123 car is out on track. Yeah, it crept out about uh, five minutes ago. Excellent. Covered so in tape, but uh, actually they've done a great job. We were worried that it, was, uh, it wasn't even going to feature in qualifying. Well, it's got some free practice laps done, which is good news. And they therefore don't start qualifying cold. It's working its way now down towards the hairpin at turn 10 with three other cars for company. And out comes the chequered flag, and we fail to mention a multiple world touring car champion who's Did we? out this weekend, Ivan Muller. Oh, I think I've heard of him. Yes, we hadn't mentioned he's out in the GC automobile, that uh, the GC10 V8, 6.2 litre real thumper with that silhouette bodywork, sharing it with uh, fellow French drivers Lionel Ambrouche and Jeremy Raymond. But Ivan, great to see him coming to take. Uh, parts in these events. Burgering a couple of weeks ago, the works out with one of the proper R R8 LMSs. Of course, we've had the uh, Ivan Brukas in his uh, homemade R8 the whole time, um, which is a great car, um, not covered by the Audi warranty program, of course. Uh, but this is a proper full-on uh, R8. It, it's good to see this because obviously it, it has to be said that the Creventic series has been the uh, the preserve on the whole of the Mercedes SLS. We had that surprise win for the uh, 997 in Mugello, a lot of that down to just the way the cards fell uh, in relation to Code 60s and such like for uh, Ram Racing. But uh, the SLS has always been the dominant GT3 machine here. Of course, it's in its last couple of years, new car coming out. So it's good to see the R8s turning up as well and the variety in that uh, top class. Well, now the pit lane is getting really busy. The number 67 Mercedes is coming towards you, Nick, but I'll give you time to let Tom get out of the car. Let us know when you're on. Oh, I always know I'm on. <laughs> Well, that was, um, I would say, from a spectator looking in, looked to be a good session. Lots of mileage uh, got under the belt. There wasn't an awful lot of, well, there wasn't a stoppage at all, I don't think. No, we had, we had there yellow were flags. Incidents. I'm just looking to see who did the most laps, but, I mean, certainly that Tom Coronel car we were just talking about, 25 laps, yeah. all three drivers had a go in that. That's a, that's a very productive session. Car number five, team manager to report to race control. So, ha, ha, ha. Getting to discover the steps in the control tire early on. That's one of the that's the car collection motorsport uh, SLS Mercedes shared by Peter Schmidt, Johannes Siegler, and Dirk, Dirk Parhofer and Tim Muller. So it's a one in four chance as to whether you were the driver who erred in that car. Or it may be a technical infringement or whatever. But anyhow, the qualifying coming up very soon indeed. 49 cars got out to play in this one-hour morning practice session, but now it gets really serious, Johnny. Yes, and as you say, plenty of cars getting uh, over 20 laps in there to make sure that they have the, ma the maximum amount of data to utilise during qualifying. As you say, it really does matter from this point on for the qualifying session, which is just around the corner, and then three hours of racing, which effectively sets up the grid for tomorrow morning and then a nine-hour shootout. But uh, it's all about staying on the first lap, the lead lap, for the first three hours tonight as we race until 7pm. You know what someone said to me the other day? I, I talked about this split con the concept of the split race, the three hours and the nine hours. They said, wouldn't it be really fair if when it, it reached 7 o'clock, every car has to stop precisely where they were around the circuit and start from there, because otherwise someone can make up a whole lap. But uh, how can they see the green lights, I ask myself, <laughs> if they're around the back? But I quite like the thought, because uh, someone could be just, what, 
three and a half, four kilometres behind a particular car, but then they can start right next to them on the grid. But hey, it's 12 hours of racing, plenty of time for that to be sorted out. But I must say my first experience, well, the first experience of the Zambot 12, 12 hours last year, uh, I was really impressed. And uh, <laughs> the quick far element of it, we've already just seen the Scuderia Praha Ferrari ex uh, edge its way from its pit to go up towards pit exit, wanting to get out, get that track time very early on indeed in this half-hour qualifying session coming up, starting in about four minutes. It is, yeah, absolutely. The turnaround, very, very quick here indeed. So if you have had an incident uh, during that session, you'll need to sort that problem out very quickly indeed. Lots of tape, as we've mentioned, on the number 123 Danish squad, the Peugeot RCZ in its green and yellow livery. But that just about brings uh, free practice to a close. An hour of running here on RadioLamont.com. My thanks to Nick Damon, who we uh, heard in spits and starts from the pit lane. Hopefully uh, things will be uh, far more secure for the qualifying session and the first bit of the race in a moment or two. Thanks as also, also to Bruce Jones to my right, who uh, kept things rumbling on as we uh, ironed out one or two issues and we well, are set fair now for qualifying, which is just around the corner. Thanks for joining us, though, for free practice here at Zamvort, the 12-hour series. It's round three of the championship and we will continue with preparations in just a moment. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.